Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello and welcome back. You know, the thing about astrology is that it doesn't create your life. It doesn't create society and the flow of events. It reflects them. I don't know. Maybe a different astrologer would tell you that it creates them, but I would say it reflects it. I would say that what is happening above and what is happening below are interacting, you know? And what's important about that is from week to week, you hear me tell you about what's happening astrologically. From week to week, you may read my horoscopes and get more information about what's happening astrologically. And just like with the news, it's easy to be like, okay, well, this happened and now it's done. And that happened and now it's done. But that's not really how anything works. Everything is interconnected. Everything is interconnected. Things do not truly exist in isolation of each other. So when I tell you about the astrology of today or of a specific date, or you think back to, you know, some meaningful event that happened last month or last year, it's all connected to what is happening for you right now and what is happening for everyone around you right now. Because we're constantly engaged in cycles of development. We're constantly engaged in referring back to our past experiences to make sense of our present experiences. And these present experiences are the foundation upon which we move forward and we either plan or stumble into our lives. And so I want to really encourage you as you engage with astrology and certainly as you engage with horoscopes to make sure that you are seeing this stuff as connected to what was going on in the past couple of weeks, in the past couple of months, in the past years, because they're all connected. And when we are using astrology to its best advantage, what we're doing is we're understanding the cycles of development that we're going through and using that understanding to kind of build greater self-awareness, which empowers us to make better and better choices with whatever we're dealing with, whether it's kind of garbage or it's amazing. Our choices are really everything. Our choices are what defines us and not actually our circumstances. It can feel like your circumstances are defining you, but at the end of the day, it's what you do with them. It's how you hold them. That's really, that's you. That's all yours. So all of that said, let's get to the, let's get to the horoscope, shall we? I'm looking at the week of August 19th through the 24th of 2018. And after the horoscope, I will be answering a listener's question. So stick around my friends. Um, so on the 22nd, uh, the 22nd of August, the sun moves into Virgo. And we step into what is called Virgo season. And this is really important. It's always important when the sun shifts signs, right? Because we have a shift in, in kind of overall energy. Virgo is a highly analytic and discerning sign. It can be quite particular. Um, and the reason why it's particular is because things either work IRL or they don't work IRL. And it can be really uh, a, a time where we are meant to be looking at what we're doing and how we're doing it in the material world. You know, Virgo is related to physical health, whereas Pisces is more uh, mental and spiritual health. 
probably more spiritual health. And this is really an important thing for you to consider. And I mentioned these two signs just why, because they are opposite each other. And in astrology, every sign has its opposite. And that is a really important part of understanding um, the sign itself is to understand its counter sign and uh, to, to recognize that balance is achieved, of course, through the middle, but both signs are really important. Okay. Now that said, Virgo season, here's the thing to consider. What am I doing? How is it serving me? Am I maintaining my material goals? And, and I don't mean this in some sort of career-based way. This isn't a capitalistic investigation. This is about drinking water. <laughs> this is about breathing. It's about, um, you know, doing the physical things that you're supposed to do, like, you know, paying your bills and uh, returning emails. It's really about maintaining the daily details of your life so that you can invest in the big picture of your life. Now, Virgo has a bad uh, habit of getting too caught up in the details, getting too close to the details and losing track of the bigger picture. But I'm not too worried about it this season because we have a lot going on that's constantly dragging our perspective back to the big picture. And so, you know, pay attention to the details without getting so perfectionistic about them that you lose track of the larger context in which they are playing themselves out. Now, on the 25th, and that, that means it'll be exact on the 25th, but for a couple days around it, um, we have the sun both trining Uranus in Taurus and Saturn in Capricorn. And this is a beautiful grand trine with these, all the little, uh, they're not little, all of the earth signs are getting involved in this beautiful trine and the potential here is really powerful. This is a time where if you decide that you're going to actually think about how you've put your life together, what you're choosing to do, regardless of your circumstances, how you are choosing to participate, um, there will be great flow and support in you figuring things out that promote both your need for freedom and autonomy and your need to deal with obligation and your need to kind of feel like you're moving step by step towards your goals. This is an excellent time for making plans. This is an excellent time for unpacking all of your ambiguities and confusions about what do I want? What should I do? How should I do it? And making sense of them. So this isn't about, you know, some meteoric ex experience of like fame or insight. Earth signs aren't meteoric. This is a time instead of being grounded and of making sense of opportunities and making sense of possibilities so that you can engage with them in a productive and long lasting way. So my homework for you this week is hopefully pretty clear by everything I'm saying. It's really take a minute to get grounded. Look at what you're doing. Stop focusing on what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It doesn't matter what your enemies are doing. It doesn't matter what your frenemies are doing. It doesn't matter what the person on social media who has more followers than you is doing. None of that has anything to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. The only thing that matters is what are you choosing to do right now? Is it working? If it's not working, what choices can you make now to adjust? Maybe, maybe just a small adjustment maybe a big adjustment, but what do you need to do to adjust your approach in the real world day to day to better support you towards being the person you want to be and living the life you want to live? The thing about pleasing others 
you know, it's an important part of life. We live, we live in, in community. We live in society. And we care about what other people think and feel about us. And, and that's healthy and appropriate. But when we make life choices because we think it'll make other people happy or because we think it'll make our lives easier because other people won't criticize us to our faces, that doesn't actually create happiness. That doesn't actually create stability. What it creates is a tiny little prison of your own making. So, so look, look honestly at where you're compromising in ways that you really don't need to be compromising. Look honestly at when you're engaging in, with your options in a way that is ultimately fear-based. Pay attention to these things because when you have awareness, you can make choice, right? And when you're in denial or you're disassociated, it's really hard to make good choices because you're not seeing all of your options. All right, my friends, that is my quick take on the horoscope for this week. Of course, if you want more, you should read my horoscopes all over the internet. Follow me all over the social media and know that I'll be thinking about you and I'll talk to you next week. Hi, welcome to the Q&A corner of Ghost of a Podcast. I have a really important question from NP uh, and it's titled Cat Heaven. And it says, my cat, who I was so incredibly close with, died the other day. I'm devastated. I feel like it would help me to get through this to better understand what happens to animals when they pass on. I've heard theories about humans, but does the same go for cats? Is it the same for all animals? Thank you for your perspective. Um, So this is a really, well, you know, just first of all, I'm really sorry. Uh, Losing anyone you love is really painful. And I feel like relationships that we have with our animal companions it's just unconditional love. It's like unfettered by the complicated messiness of humans and, you know, talking and stuff. It's just a lot of really intimate, tender love. And so it's really, really painful. And for some reason in our culture, we, we just kind of brush off. I think we brush off death and grieving in general, but certainly we tend to brush off people losing their animal companions. And it's just, it can be so devastating and grief has its own timeline. And so it it can really last and stay with you. So I am sorry for your loss. Um, And in terms of what happens after we die. So I should preface everything I'm going to say with a couple things. The first is, I don't know. Nobody knows. You know, when we die, we will find out theoretically, according to my grandmother, we won't find out because we'll all be dust. I don't know. Um, you know, nobody for sure knows. And the other thing I want to say is that, you know, if what I say contradicts your values or your beliefs, don't worry about it. Trust yourself. You know, I think that there, when it comes to spirituality, um, especially with things some as kind of like intimate and scary and loaded as our thoughts and feelings about life after death or or dying and grief. I think it's really important that you get to define for yourself what feels right and what doesn't. You know, and my perspective is informed by my work as a medium. I've been working as a medium for many, many years with many, many clients. And that's kind of led me to my perspectives. And, you know, someone with the same amount of experience who's worked with the same amount of clients who may have a really different experience. And so I don't mean to suggest that there's a black and white, all or nothing thing. And, uh, you know, that, that I think is a really important thing to say. Use critical discernment 
when talking about really vulnerable and potentially woo-woo or very spiritual stuff like this. So all of that said, um, you know, of course we die. The body dies. That is inevitable. And that is true. And also, I don't really believe in death exactly. Um, What I'm trying to say is that when the body dies, that does not mean that we die. So from my perspective, the soul is this thing that exists in greater space than the body. So the body exists within the soul. And when the body passes, that does not mean that the soul passes. And whether it returns to oneness or to energy or to, you know, heaven, I think is language. I think it's trying to make a story of something that is unfathomable. And that's what we humans do. You know, it's really hard to accept that when we are no longer in a body, there's no more time and there's no more location. And because of this, I personally don't resonate with the ideas of heaven or hell because they are predicated on this idea of location and a physicality that I actually don't think exists beyond this physical plane. And so the distinction that we humans hold between a ladybug and a cat and a person and a good person and a bad person is it's us. That's ours. I don't think that's universal. And when I mean universal, I don't mean universal with human thought. I mean, universal, capital U, universe. Like, I don't think that's really how it goes. And so we are energy, we are souls, um, and we are here in this physical form. And I won't, you know, suggest that I know why. I have my my theories and my my perspective, but I would say that we are here and we live our lives, hopefully to the best of our ability hopefully in a way that does justice to our soul, right? And there's so many opportunities to not do that. It's, it's you know, we don't come here to be perfect. You know, we don't come here to be perfect. But I don't know, my experience with cats, because TBH, crazy cat lady over here, no shame, none at all. My experience with cats is they can do no wrong. They, you know, they are to me perfect, but that's just because I love them. And the thing about love is, I kind of think that's the point. I think being able to achieve the embodiment of love um, as an action, as an energy, as a motivating force, um, that that right there does a soul good. And I think that when we shed the body, when the mortal coil unfolds, then we are we are our soul. So we are not gone. We're not dead now. That said, we're not here. I mean, I think we have, my experience as a medium tells me that we have access to here, but that here is not the only place. And again, I use the word place, but it doesn't actually, it's not actually right for me to use the word place. Um, but but this is this is my sense and this is my understanding. It's that when our animal friends pass, and often when children pass, p- children who are young enough to not have ideas about being in control of their bodies and their lives, um, it is quite graceful because they don't have all this analysis in the way. Um, and their kind of transition from embodiment to existing beyond the body uh, tends to be 
quite beautiful to watch as a medium. And I have never seen an animal because I, because as a medium, I do talk to, to dead animals, like animal friends of my clients. Um, and I've never seen one that was traumatized in spirit or anything like that. And that doesn't mean that there isn't grief on the other side of this life. Um, but I don't see painful emotions as being tortured. I mean, it might feel like it sometimes, but going through painful feelings is, you know, it's kind of like the shadow side of the brightness of the light that is this life. And you can't have a bright light without a deep shadow. That's just kind of not how it goes. And so the pain associated with loss is kind of part of the deal of loving. And I'm not sure if this is perfectly answering your question, uh, NP, but I will say that uh, I don't see a distinction between the different kinds of animals and the conditions that we meet uh, after this physical life is, is gone. And if you had a really close relationship with your animal companion, the chances are that their, their energy is still kind of present and available for you. And whether or not it actually makes you feel better to call it in is, is, you know, individual to you and to this specific situation. So there's no right or wrong way of doing it. But I am of the mind that grief is messy and it's painful and it's meant to be messy and painful. It's not meant to be tidy and quiet. And I really believe in creating rituals and physical time where you can be messy with those emotions. And it, it sucks. It's awful. It's terrible. Anyone who's gone through grief knows this. And it's lonely, you know, it really confronts us with our existential self, but it's also so powerful to be confronted with the capacity of your emotional being, right? And so if you can, on some level, regard it as a validation or an affirmation of your capacity to love and feel, then you won't lose yourself through it. So the best of luck to you through your grief and to anyone else who's listening who is suffering through grief, whether it's from five days ago or 15 years ago, because it stays with us. And, and that's my answer for today. All right, my friends, I will see you next week. And as always, at me, if you've got questions or comments and, you know, use the hashtag ghost of a podcast so that you can share your perspectives and your questions with other people. And it can facilitate conversations that you can continue outside of this podcast. And you can send me questions on my website. It's lovelineado.com. Uh, and yeah, there's a little form there. So send, send it to me that way and sending you love. Bye. Every year they say the end is near